What do you picture when you think of opera? Big dresses, a high falsetto, it probably doesn't include invasion of privacy, but that's exactly what you'll get at one New York theater. David Gordon is an opera singer and vocal music teacher at the Manhattan School of Music. He's also the board chair of the Brooklyn-based nonprofit Opera on Tap. Here's him talking about the organization's show titled Looking at You. It's like a sort of fictionalized version of the Edward Snowden story, the NSA leak. And the audience sits at tables with iPads and they're invited to sign in for a free drink. And once they've done so, they've given away access to all their social media feed. So the projection of the scenery eventually includes some of that information. The audience gets mined live during the performance. Despite groups like Opera on Tap putting on more avant-garde productions like this, Gordon says the city's opera scene has downsized overall. There is so much that's different over the past 20 years. I mean, city opera basically doesn't exist anymore. And that was a huge company employing a ton of singers, doing a lot of interesting work. So in general, it's gotten more difficult. There's less opera now than there was 20 years ago. City Opera was the first to officially debut X, The Life and Times of Malcolm X, in 1986. Over 30 years later, the Metropolitan Opera is running the show for the first time. Gordon says this is directly aimed at enticing new audiences. That's a constant tension for opera houses. Longtime fans expect the classics year after year, and first-time visitors crave something fresh that resonates with them. They want their existing audiences to keep returning, and a lot of those audiences want to see the same pieces over and over again, because opera is kind of a museum, which is okay. Like, there's a place for that, right? We go back to the Met to see those paintings over and over and over again. Brooklynite Abdul Karim Muhammad stands in the lobby waiting to attend an 8 p.m. showing amid a huddle of wood coats, mittens, and scarves. As a jazz fan, it's not his first visit to Lincoln Center, but the subject matter of X resonates with him emotionally. I'm a Muslim, so my wife surprised me with this event, I guess, with Malcolm. Plus, I was in the mosque when he was assassinated, so it goes back memories. New Yorkers like Muhammad are responding well to modern operas that speak to modern-day issues, but that doesn't mean it's not a challenge to produce these pieces. If your company is established as this is the way we do things and we have an orchestra that uh, we have a contract with, we have a course we have a contract with, we have different departments that know how, they, how they're going to raise money, how they're going to market this, how they're going to uh, go through the production process. And then to have a piece that doesn't fit into that model is a real challenge. And so oftentimes the solidity of a company is such that the new work has to, has to adapt to the company rather than the company adapt to the new work. That's Ben Kravosh in a 2020 interview with Opera America. He's the artistic director and co-founder of St. Paul's Nautilus Music Theater in Minnesota. The limitations he speaks of are more pronounced at a large opera house with major benefactors and endowments like the Met. Has the Met kept up? Sort of. I mean, they're trying, but no, they haven't. Um, there are a lot of changes happening at the Met, and they happen, you know, it's a huge institution with a ton of inertia, and so making those changes is, is difficult. It seems that smaller operas will continue to fill a void as bigger companies follow suit in a tension between old and new. As of right now, it looks like a win for newcomers to the art form. Kate Sullivan, Uptown Radio News.